0: Hello, Bethel fandom. Welcome to the Keep Singing Podcast. It is I, your host, Sunny, also known as Dynamic Symmetry on not so much Tumblr anymore. I'm mostly Twitter these days. Yeah, follow, follow me there if you don't mind lots of screaming about politics, because that's mostly what I do there. Anywho, hi. Yeah, so the last time I talked to you, it was the end of season one of The Rambling Dead. I still intend to finish that up, or I, I mean, I still intend to proceed to season two. But a lot has been happening, you guys. I just finished writing a book and I just started writing another one because I'm trying to get three books done in 2019. And also, I can't talk about the project I just got solicited for, but I'm going to be involved in something pretty rad, I think. So stay tuned for news about that if you like weird speculative fiction. Yeah, that's all I can say. It's going to be really cool, though. But bottom line is I'm busy. Uh, so I'm still trying to figure out what does Sunny post-dissertation look like? Because I don't really know yet. I'm still kind of getting my shit together. But I still do intend to keep the Rambling Dead going, and I really want to get back to reading fic. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I'll, like, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm actually <laughs> doing on this episode in a minute. Um, I... I'm, I'm moving out of this fandom in some respects. Now, don't panic. It doesn't mean I'm gone. I'm still writing fic, but... I'm just a lot less active, and some of why I'm less active I will actually be talking about in a few minutes, it's what this whole episode is kind of about, but, but the, the bottom line is uh, I'm just not... my, my Fanish output for this fandom is just not what it used to be, and that makes me kind of sad, but on the other hand, I think that's something that I kind of have to just make my peace with, you know, it's just... it's something that I just have to kind of be okay with, because I don't really see it changing. Um, among other things, I'm in a different fandom now. A good bit and it's um (laughs) it's more fun just in as much as it isn't hurting me you know like it's it's i i don't like the fic i'm writing in it any more than i like my bethel fic my bethel fic is still some of my very favorite stuff i've ever written and i love this pairing and everything but uh it's nice to be in a fan that's not where the canon's not hurting me it's nice so uh yeah that's actually kind of where a lot of my energy is right now but anyway uh i still i don't i don't want to stop making shit I wanna, I wanna keep making shit for you guys and for me, and uh, yeah. So I'm sorry that my output's kind of, kind of uh, thin these days. I'm sorry that things are coming slowly, but I do still wanna try and keep making stuff. So um, those of you who are still bearing with me regarding the stuff that I'm making, thank you a huge amount for that. Because I mean, I would, I would make this stuff anyway, probably, but it's really nice to know that I'm not screaming into an abyss. So yeah. So it, thanks, thanks for thanks for paying attention to me. If you like what I'm doing, uh, you know, you don't mind letting me know. Just let me know. That's always cool. So let's let's get to what I actually intend to be doing with this episode. Give me a minute to have some iced tea, and we'll proceed. Okay. So I have been meaning to do this for a while. Really, since the end of the last season. And I kind of did a little bit in in my very last um, recap episode of season nine. Uh, but, but I kind of want to do sort of a huge... Here's why I'm frustrated with this show and why I don't think it's very good anymore and why I'm basically not watching it. Because I haven't watched the rest of season nine. That, by the way, should be a caveat. Uh, I'm talking about a show that I'm not up to date on. I have full disclosure. I have not watched the last third of season nine. I don't really intend to watch season ten, at least not live. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of out at this point, so I I, I want to issue that as a caveat. Given that, like, I'm talking about a show that I've read all about what happened at the end of the last season. I don't like it at all. It basically reaffirmed my decision to reaffirm my decision to not watch. But like, I, I do want to let you know that like I'm. I'm To some degree, I I don't have first-hand knowledge about which I speak. So that's caveat number one. Uh, Caveat number two, and, and I was actually talking to people in the Discord about this earlier. This is really important because in some ways this is kind of the the baseline from which I want to proceed and make my case about this show, because I'm not just, I'm not just complaining. I'm, I'm actually making a case. I'm making an argument and I'm making an argument from a writer editor perspective. Uh, Cause I'm somebody who, you know, I've freelanced at ed- freelance edited novels I've, and, you know, I write my own books. So like I, I kind of come at this from not a, just a fan perspective, but okay, how do I pick this apart to down to its component pieces uh, perspective? Um, something, Fandom is very bad at a number of things right now. And that might be a whole other episode. God, this might just become a a podcast where I ramble about things. But it's, fandom is really bad at a lot of things. And one of the things that fandom is bad at, and I I don't think this is unique to fandom. I think people are just bad at this. But one of the things that fandom is bad at is uh, discerning the individual people within it, discerning the difference between something that they personally do not like and something actually not being good. And those are two different things. Now the Venn diagram of those things does overlap in the middle. And uh it it can overlap kind of a lot. Like you cannot like something because it's shitty. That's legit. But it is also completely legitimate to just get to a point where you're like, you know what, this just isn't for me anymore. And that's it. That is that is fine. That is fine. You don't need any more reason to to stop watching something than I don't like this anymore. But we've somehow gotten to a place where people are—I don't know if it's insecurity or what—but people are just not content to say, "I don't like this anymore." It, they've they've gotta gotta do a whole thing where because it didn't do specifically what I want, it's shitty now. Now that's that's kind of me opening myself up to some criticism, but that's kind of that that's the point. That's why I'm why I'm saying this. Uh, What I will proceed to lay out uh, from here is mostly it is stuff that I really think is external to me. It's stuff that I don't like about what the show is doing. But one of the reasons why I really don't like it is because I think that it is objectively bad. Like, I, I don't like to see something that I think can be really good not being good. What I wish it would do and wouldn't do is almost beside the point. Like it's there, some. But my problems with it are so big in a lot of respects that, that they don't get down to the nitty gritty so much of, you know, here is a very specific writer decision that they made. Some of that stuff's in there. Uh, some of that stuff really does come down to what I personally do and do, do, do not like. And that's fair. But most of what I'm talking about, I really think is external to me. And one of the reasons why I think that I can say that fairly is that the show has actually done plenty of things that I didn't personally like, but that I thought were written well. Uh, Carl's death is a good example. I I didn't agree with their decision to do that. I think that it's done a lot of damage to the show. Uh, I think it was a bad choice. Um, And clearly the the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, what we know of it, and who's, who knows how much of that is, isn't accurate, but um, what we know of it seems to be pretty shitty as well. So and behind uh, the scenes and, and the scenes themselves, it doesn't seem like it was good. That said, I thought his death was written well. I didn't want it to happen. I don't agree with the choice that it, that it was, but I think it was done well, you know? Tyrese. I don't, I'm kind of back and forth on Tyrese. I, I don't necessarily hate the decision to kill him. I don't love it. I think that it fell very much into the uh, trend where they kill all the black men, but the episode itself is great. Even Beth, and I, I know that this is an unpopular and maybe even for some people heretical opinion, but I didn't want Beth to die. I think that killing her at the point that they killed her appear to have killed her. I'll get to that at the end. Uh, The killing her, the, the, at the point where they appear to have killed her, I think was, I think it was bad writing. I just don't think they had set her up for a big arc and then they just killed her in the middle of it. And I think that that was bad. I think among other things, it was a waste of writing. And I I, I think that writing should always serve a purpose. And when you make it look like it's going to serve a purpose, and then you're like, JK, I think that's like, that's bad just because it's a it's a waste uh but if they were gonna kill beth i think they could have done it in a way that i would have been like i'm pissed this this is shitty i don't think that it's fair that you decided to do this but the way it was written was okay like i think i could have written that episode in a way that it wouldn't have been terrible uh, among other things, I would have killed her completely differently and much more decisively. <laughs> I wouldn't have left any opening for TD. Like, the, TD wouldn't have existed because it just would have been so, so clear that it was over. But yeah, so, so, so there are things that they have done that I have not liked, that nevertheless, I will own, were decently done. And I can, I can look at something and, d- and, and tell that. I can look at something and admit when me not liking it doesn't mean that it's not good. It just means I don't like it, which is fine. I don't have to like everything. But that being said, I think the show... Uh, long story short, before I get into the long story, long story. I think the show's broken now. And I think it is broken in a way that it cannot recover from. And it pains me to say that because I have been a defender of this show for a long time. I was actually... Um, I was actually a bit of a booster of it during the All Out War arc. Like, I was, I was in, through a lot of season eight, I was like, guys, like, this is actually pretty good. Uh, there were things about it I didn't like. I, the, I feel like the way it ended is where everything started to go wrong, personally. But uh, I, 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 I was actually a, a fan of a lot of what they did in All Out War. I was. I really was. And a lot of people didn't like that. So the fact that I went so hard for this show during that arc where a lot of people were just like, this is bullshit. And I understand why. I'm not saying those people were wrong. I'm just saying, like, I didn't agree. But uh, having, to, having to look at that and, and and be like, I was such a booster for this show. And I was really hopeful for season nine. And i really wanted Angela Kang to do well. i wanted her to do well so much. And now I have to look at it and say, honestly, just I think this thing is fucking broken. Like, I don't think it's going to get fixed. I don't think that it is possible to fix it. They would basically have to, like, scrap the whole thing. They'd have to retcon it all and start over. And you can't do that, really? So, yeah, it pains me to say this. This is something I don't take any pleasure in saying. And, I I mean, I want to also admit, like... I'm I'm sure that some of you listening to this don't wholly agree with me and that's fine. Like you don't have to agree with me. I think you're wrong, but you don't have to agree with me. It's just my opinion. And and you know, get me thinking you're wrong doesn't shouldn't mean anything to you. I I also know that some some of you uh some of you in the Discord have I think very fairly uh expressed some frustration for me for for being negative a lot of the time. That is completely fair criticism and I I that I don't think that that's I'm not mad at, at people saying that. I think it's completely fair. Um, But I'm mad, you know? I'm mad. And it kind of comes out, and I tend to be verbose anyway. Y'all know that. So it just, it kind of comes spilling out uh, because I my frustration doesn't really have anywhere else to go. Except here, which is why I'm doing this episode. God, this thing's gonna be like two fucking hours long. Sorry in advance. Uh, but yeah, it's, um... I'm mad. I'm, I'm really mad. And I'm... Um, Don't think I'm gonna get less mad. I'm actually, the longer I'm away from the show, I'm I'm not getting less mad. If anything, I'm getting more and more annoyed. I wish I could just stop caring. Oh, God, I wish I could just stop fucking caring. I wish I could just, like, I don't want to leave the fandom because I love the writing I'm still doing, but I kind of want to just fucking leave the fandom. Like, I want to quit. I don't, but I do. All right, so let's talk about how the show is actually broken. So the biggest thing that I think is wrong and the point from which most of my issues proceed, because, because I think it is the point at which everything broke, or most of it. Some, some, some things have been a, were a problem prior to it, and I think some things would have been a, continued to be a problem whether or not it had happened. But most of the things that I cite as problems come from this moment, and it is the time jump. Those of you who know me know that I think that. The time jump was a huge mistake. It was a huge, huge mistake. Uh, from the perspective of writer-editor for a second, time jumps are powerful tools. They're powerful writing tools. I, it's not that I don't think anybody, nobody should ever do them. I think that they can be done well. I mean, fuck, like, I'm in, I'm in Dishonored fandom, and there's, like, a 16-year time gap between game one and game two. Like, it's, it's fucking 16 years. That's longer than, like, anything that Walking Dead has done. But I think it's done well. And part of that is because it's a different medium. It's a game. But also, like, I'm not, it's not that I'm not down with time gaps. I, I am. I'm down with time jumps, provided that they're used carefully. And that's the thing. When you're dealing with a writing tool that powerful, and that's potentially structurally disruptive you really want to be careful how you use it. And you only want to use it when it is doing a very, very specific job, when it's necessary to skip over the stuff that you're skipping. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why, why did they think it was worth taking this bigger risk? Why did they create all of these problems for themselves? The only answer that I have been able to come up with is Judith, is and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Judith fans. I fucking hate Judith. It's shitty fanservice Judith? It's not Judith's fault. And the the actor playing her is, is fine. Like, I, I don't want to be like, you know, fuck this character like this fandom can be sometimes. It's not Judith's fault. It's the writer's fault. Judith should be great. I wish, wish Judith was better. But Judith is shitty fanservice. And she's also now uh, working in service to an arc, a storyline that I think is fucking terrible and offensive. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. And I need some some iced tea now. So, yeah, it's, um, i am looking at my notes here. My notes are long. You guys, my notes are extensive. I did them all this morning when I should have been writing my book. They created a huge problem for themselves. They disrupted their pacing. My main issue with the show now and it, it, the, the, the place from which all the other problems proceed, like I said, is a structural disruption. It is not necessarily a plot choice in and of itself, although it has to do with the plot and it fucks the plot up. It's not a character development choice. It's not, for Christ's sake, it's not a shipping choice. It is a structural choice. It is, it is something so deep in the fabric of the story that it is, again, it, it's something that is very hard to recover from. They created a huge problem for themselves by choosing to do this. They made so much work for themselves, and then they didn't do any of it. So the, the biggest problem that they created for themselves immediately on doing the time jump Had to do with backstory. Because skipping as... They did it at, like, the worst time, too. Like, Rick is gone. And then, skip. And I guess fuck your your need for closure. What the rest of season nine should have been, it should have been everybody working through Rick's apparent death. That's what it all should have been. They skipped over that. I don't know why, but they did. And it comes off... As, I mean, I think they were trying to reboot the show, but what it comes off as is we're too fucking lazy and scared to actually address the implications of this thing that we've just done. Now, I know that Andy leaving, I mean, that, that kind of forced their hand. They had to write that. That's fine. But they could have written Rick's departure in a way that worked. I actually think they could have written Rick's departure in a way that would have been great for the show. Like, I really do think that that could have been a good move. But they they skipped all of the things that would have made it work and jumped right to fan service Judith. And that was like the worst time to do a time jump. Oh, it was such a bad, bad moment to do a time jump. Uh, Nothing was resolved in that moment. Everything was left hanging open. And then they just jumped. If you're going to do a time jump that big, you ought to do it at at a moment of resolution. And they didn't do that. And I God, I cannot figure out... I'm gripping the sides of my head in this audio medium. I cannot figure out why they did that. Why? Why? These people get paid so much fucking money. Why? It offends me on a professional level. Do you see how mad I am? <sighs> okay, deep breath. <clears throat> deep, deep breath. Okay. <laughs> so they, <clears throat> they created a huge problem for themselves jumping at that point. They gave us no closure regarding uh, what Rick's departure meant. They didn't work through any of the end of the war, really. I mean, and okay, that's another problem. The smaller time jump was also a mistake. However, it was not, it was not an unrecoverable mistake. It was a bad decision but the show after was still not bad. It was okay. The primary problem that they made for themselves with the first time jump is is multiplied by orders of magnitude. It's worse by orders of magnitude after the second one, because it's so much longer. But the problem that they created for themselves with the first one was that because they skipped so much really crucial stuff that they should have covered, But didn't, couldn't really info dump and couldn't endlessly do flashbacks because it sort of defeats the whole purpose of time jumping. They ended up being in a situation where they were having, and I talked about this at the time, they were having conversations and addressing problems that they would reasonably have had and addressed within the first couple of months after All Out War ended. So... The result was, they're telling me that a year had passed, but I was watching what was actually happening on screen, what was being said and covered, and thinking, if I didn't know, if I had not been told that a year had passed, I would have thought it had only been a couple of months. Because it's, it's like everybody got frozen in amber for a few months and then got revived, and now they're having these conversations. And it's so weird, it just didn't work. It was very clumsy. It made the whole thing feel like, like, I don't know. It still felt like The Walking Dead, but it felt strange. It felt very odd to me. And uh, it, it, it was kind of, I was, I was a little wrong-footed by it. Um, but again, it, that was not an unrecoverable problem. It was a problem. It was a stupid decision. I don't really know why they skipped it. Because again, what they did in that first time skip was avoid covering really important stuff that they should have covered. I mean, the birth of Maggie's baby is only one of them, but, like, they just... You should only skip, generally speaking, when what is what you are skipping is not really worth talking about. It, not, not that it's not worth talking about, but you really want to get to something that is more important, and skipping the interim is not going to end up resulting in it's seeming like you have bizarrely jumped some stuff that's really crucial to the characters and plot. And they, they did that. They just jumped stuff that they absolutely should have covered for no readily apparent reason. They just did, I guess. I kind of see how the second time jump happened, what with fan service Judith, but I'm actually really puzzled about the first one. I still don't entirely understand why they chose to do that. It's, a uh, It's weird. It's weird to me. It's weird. It's weird to me that I have a harder time justifying the smaller one than I do the uh, larger one. I I don't think the larger one is justified, but I guess I can kind of see if I tilt my head and squint why the writers wanted to do it. Stupid and bad, but I kind of see it. But yeah, so they, they created a small version for themselves with that first jump of what they created with the second one and the what they skipped with the second time jump was so massive and so sprawling and so important and we got we like we got to the we we got to the other side of the jump and people were just gone and we didn't really know why and they didn't really explain it and we just kind of like okay i guess maggie's not here anymore you know shrug emoji We're just going to kind of, you know, skate right on past that. Pretend that didn't happen, basically. All this other stuff that apparently happened. eh, Daryl's been fucking off in the woods for five years. Who the fuck knows what's been going on in that time? Where did Dog come from? I don't know. Maybe uh, where Dog came from was covered uh, at some point during the part of season nine. I didn't see, but I don't recall hearing about it. And you know what? I really would have liked to see Daryl meet Dog and how he decided he was going to, you know, what, what? Come on. Can you imagine a fucking cuter thing than Daryl hooking up with Dog? Like, you know, I'm fucking fine. This thing won't stop following me. Your name's Dog now. Sleep over there. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, that wasn't crucial. <laughs> they, they honestly could have skipped that. That's fine. But they, they, they skip so many other things that they should have talked about. And I, it's inexcusable. And with the First time jump, it was small enough that they could kind of fill in the backstory by, again, having those clumsy conversations that they really should have had already. They, they could sort of do the half info dump thing that didn't really work super good. And it wasn't great writing, but it did make me feel like there wasn't this cavernous black space between uh, point A and point B. They, they, they kind of managed to patch that up. But the second time jump is so massive and so disruptive that, again, there was all this stuff that we just kind of like, all right, well, that happened and now we're moving on. And we're just not going to talk about it anymore. And important stuff we'll hint at. We'll maybe cover some of it in some flashbacks, but we can't be bothered to actually show it to you as it happens, because even though it's really interesting and important, because we just can't be bothered to do it. Just can't. Gotta jump to fan service, Judith, I guess. Also, you know, all I hate Negan and I hate what they're doing with him. Think he should have died at the end of season eight. But if you're gonna keep him around that five-year interim, maybe should have dealt with him a little bit rather than be like, Negan is good now? Sort of. And expect me to just go along with it. That's the other thing that's a big problem. When, if you're gonna do a time jump like that, you're going to take me from point A to point B. And at the other side of point B, you're gonna say, okay, these dramatic changes have happened all right and i'm like okay justify justify why these dramatic changes have happened you've you've mashed these characters together and now we have a ship uh, i don't understand what's going on with this ship i don't really know why it's happening but if you want to try and explain it show and justify why it exists i'm potentially here i'm i'm willing to listen and then they didn't try they were just like this is happening now don't ask questions and I, I was like, but I have, I have some questions, and they're like, no, shut up, shut up. Yeah. Um, and, and and Negan is a is a perfect example of that. Negan's good now. Wait, um, I, wait. I'm like waving my hand in the air. Wait. We no, no, no. Okay, okay. I guess I guess he's just good, good now. Yeah, that's how it felt. It, they didn't earn it. They didn't earn it. They shoved some things at me. They didn't justify any of it. They didn't earn, they didn't get me to come along with them. Something that you're doing when you're a writer, I'm moving in the chair, something that you're doing when you're a writer is if you're going to make bold claims, it's sort of like actually being an academician, you know, it's, it's, when you're a writer, it's very much like being an academic in some respects, and you know, I, I am one, um, or sort of not an academia anymore, but you know, anyway, anyway. Not important. It's it's sort of like being in academia in that when you make a bold claim, you have to back it up with something. That is very much like being a writer. Uh, When you tell a story and you have an established story and then you make a dramatic change, you're making a claim. You're making a claim that this should be, that this is justified. And that puts the onus on you to bring the reader or watcher along with you. They will be willing to come with you, but you have to earn what you've decided to do. You have to explain it. You have to justify it. You have to incorporate it into the story and go, okay, here's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Not, you know, directly, but in the story itself, you have to have this. Come along with me on this dramatic change and everything will be okay, but I just want you to understand why it's happened. They did not do that. They didn't do that. And they put themselves in a position of having to do it. By doing the time jump. This is this is what I keep coming back to. They created so much work for themselves by making this one borderline inexplicable decision. They made their own lives harder and then they did not do any of the work that they set up for themselves to do, really. And I it fucked up all the pacing. It everything feels very either rushed or slow and confused to me now, pacing wise. It's almost physically disorienting. Like it's, it's, it's very hard to explain this. Some of you may, may may share my feelings here, but it is almost like a physically uncomfortable space to occupy. Now, I don't like being in it. I don't like how it makes me feel. Uh, it feels like a room I want to walk out of. And that discomfort is part of why it's been, that's part of why I stopped watching and why I, I don't feel particularly inclined to start again. It's not just that I don't like what's going on going on, on screen. It's, it's not just that like, I disagree with the big structural choices that they've made. It's that I feel physically uncomfortable in the space. On a visceral level, I don't like being there. And uh, if I feel like that, why would I stay there? I have other things I can go do. You know, there's kind of an opportunity cost situation with this show, which is something in my notes I was going to get to toward the end. But, you know, opportunity costs. Every time you choose to do something, you're choosing not to do something else. And every second I spend watching this show is a second that I could be spending watching or doing something else that's better. So, you know, I I have a finite number of, you know, (laughs) what are you going to do with your one wild and precious life? Well, probably not watch something that makes me unhappy. You know, where there's, n- where the cost benefit is like n- all cost, no benefit to me. So yeah, there's, a re- there's really, there's a disorient, there's a, dis- a disorientation aspect to this that is uh, impossible for me to ignore. So the, the yeah, uh, just, just to wrap up this one point in my note, like the, the, this, this was the point of rupture. This is where everything went wrong. There were other moments prior to it where they were kind of making some mistakes, moving in some directions that I did not think were good that made me nervous. But this was the moment at which things became irreparably broken. Like I said, I I just don't know that they can recover from it because they've chosen to do it and then they didn't do the work after. And there's no way to go back and fix that at this point. There's no way to be like, oh, wait, we're going to circle all the way back around to the shit we didn't cover and cover it. You, you can't do that now. It's too late. It's just too late. So, yeah, it's just it's it's just broken now, and that's really shitty. Now, uh, moving on to the next thing in my notes. One of the things that has come out of this, and it's not just about the time break. It's actually about losing Rick and Carl also, although. Carl, less so, mostly Rick, and that mostly has to do with the fact that they got rid of Rick and then did not do any of the work after to kind of, okay, work through Rick's death and give us um, ostensible death and give us some sense of closure and give us some sense of here here is what it is setting up the characters to do and to be in season 10, which is what they should have done. The show has lost its center, I think. This is my feeling. I, I, I would absolutely fight for the, the time jump point as, as really being an, an external objective problem. Like, fucking fight me if you don't think it was a problem. It was a fucking problem. I will throw down over that. That is a hill I will put up tents and uh, rally my army and fucking die on. The, the loss of the emotional and thematic center is something that I would... I'm a little that's a hill I'm, you know, I'll take, I'll stand on it, you know, I'll kind of fight for it a bit, but that's, that, I'm not so willing to die on that hill. I'm less certain about the line between me personally having a problem with it and it actually being a problem, if that makes sense. But I, I feel like with, with Carl being gone, with Rick being gone, with Maggie being gone, with Glenn being gone, with all of the, the old mains being gone, the, the characters that really were the core of the show... And now we've had this enormous temporal disruption and structural disruption. And we're, we're, the, the, the writers are kind of floundering. Like, they, they almost don't really know what the show is anymore. The, the hub of the wheel is not there, any, is not there now. It, nothing is really holding this together. It's sort of a wheel that's constantly in danger of flying apart. And it's one of the other things that adds to my sense of disorientation. There's, like, no grounding. I, I when I'm watching something or reading something, I need to feel like there is some kind of center, like there is some kind of foundation. Whatever else is going around going going on around it and, and changing and and transforming and there's all kinds of shit with the plot going on. There has to be a center. There's gotta be something that is consistent throughout. Or or it's just it's just chaos. And whatever was the center is kind of gone now. In a way that's kinda of hard for me to describe, but those of you who share this feeling I think will know what I'm talking about. And it just feels like the core is is not there, which means that everything that's happening around it is is it's it's one of the things that makes the pacing feel strange. It's all just kind of jerky and and fragmented and going off in strange directions that I don't fully understand. And it's just it's just yeah. And this creates problems with other characters because the core of a show around which everything moves and is oriented guides what happens with characters, guides what happens with the plot. It's not just a stationary hub, it's a through line. It's an active through line that moves from past to to present to future. And as the plot unfolds, it unfolds around that hub and if that hub is not there, moving forward from the present to guide how the plot unfolds, the plot just kind of does weird shit. And without a whole lot of justification, and you don't necessarily understand why anything's happening. And I kind of feel like that's happening now. And it's not that, it's not that, like, I watch the show and go, none of this makes sense. Like, it it it, it does, I guess, mostly, but I, f- I still feel like it's... Thin. Like, it's not... It's its still kind of floating above nothing much. There's nothing grounding it. And that lack of grounding bothers me on a really deep level. Like, really visceral. And uh, that, that proceeds from the time jump. But I don't think it's... I don't think the time jump is all that did it. I think losing Carl, losing Rick, uh, losing Maggie, Glenn was an early moment at which that started to really get fucked up. Although Glenn was not... Glenn didn't losing Glenn didn't break the show. It wasn't good. But provided everybody else had stuck around, uh, it it that would not have broken the show. But now just about everybody's gone. And as a result, it's not just that I, I don't care as much about the current characters, it's that I, I just I don't really know what the show is now. And that's a, that's an uncomfortable place for me to be, guys. Like I I again I understand if if some of you don't feel that way, but I do feel that way, and I feel that way intensely. And I think that that's some of that's my own personal problem, but I don't think all of it is. Because again, so much of it comes back to the time jump. All right, let me, let me move on to the next thing, which is uh, kind, of, kind, of, kind of, and it kind of jumps back to the time jump, but it also continues with what I just talked about. Okay, so like the plot holes. This is, this is kind of something that I just talked about. It's, the, the thing is, though, plot holes aren't just things that they haven't covered plot holes are, really, there are things that don't make any sense. And some of that is, or things that just kind of like are left wide open and you don't really understand how they fit into what's happening now or if anything's really even there, but they're just these holes. But also there are, there are things that are just kind of like happening and how or why. Um, how, uh, and again, this is the part of the show I didn't really see, but how Alpha got the people she killed Uh, I've Been Given to Understand was just never explained. We just kind of zoomed on past it and kind of never talked about it. And I think that that is more likely to happen after you do something as disruptive as a five-year time jump for no apparent reason, because at what you, and then don't deal with any of the consequences, because what you do by not dealing with the consequences for the, the enormously intense thing that you have just done to the structure of your story, by being like I'm not gonna go there, uh, what you do is you introduce an element of sloppiness to how you tell a story because how how you how your relationship as a writer to your own story is now. I'm not going to look at any part of this too much or too long because the second I do that, I know that I am creating more problems for myself and I just can't, I can't focus on that. I just got to keep moving. So, you know, oh, oh shit, I just made a mistake. Well, just, you know, keep on rolling. Can't go back and deal with it now. It just happened, whatever. It, you, it, once you do a giant thing that's kind of sloppy, you just kind of become a sloppy writer and it's just a sloppy story. You almost can't go back and fix that part of it either. Even if you're, even if you are normally, under, even if you're under ideal circumstances, you're not a sloppy writer. If you do a sloppy thing and it's that big a sloppy thing, you're now a sloppy writer because your story is sloppy. And I feel like that has happened. I feel like this because they were sloppy at this one crucial moment, they are now sloppy writers. And things things are just not being dealt with. Things are happening that don't make a tremendous amount of sense um, things are happening that aren't well justified, things are just kind of coming out of nowhere, and they just happen, and then we just kind of move on and never really talk about it again, and it is because they, they're, they're, it's, I mean, it's also, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're running and you stumble once, and then you just keep stumbling, because now you're completely off your game, and you just never get it back, it's like that, I, I feel like, it, and, and I, I've never been in, in a situation quite like this, but I, I mean, I've written some badly broken books, I'm talking about this from a writer's perspective as a writer who has fucked up just irreparably. <laughs> I've, I've, I have written, um, God, I think I've written like 10, 12 books at this point. Uh, at least a third of those books are on my computer. On a, uh, hidden, they're, they're hidden away in a folder and I'm never, I'm never going to look at them again because they're broken because I can't fix them. The book that got me my agent, he's been like, we should work on it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to touch it. I basically would need to rewrite it from the ground up because it's so broken. I fucked up real bad before. I know of what I know of what I speak because I fucked up so bad. And yeah, it's, I kind of understand how this happened. And it's, again, they created a huge problem for themselves that they didn't have to create. And I'm just baffled about it. and am really offended. <laughs> I can on a professional level. I'm just so pissed off about it. and And one of the reasons why that's especially vexing to me is that in the past, this has actually been a fairly carefully written show. And, and, and I think a lot of, I know a lot of people have a problem with Scott Gimple. I have a problem with Scott Gimple, but one thing I don't think you could ever really fairly say about Scott Gimple is that he was sloppy. He would do things that I didn't agree with. He always did have a little bit of a problem with pacing. Some things were just inexcusably messy. Beth's death was sloppy as fuck. It was just badly done. Totally outside of whether or not I wanted it to happen. It was poorly written. And it's one of the reasons why I don't think it's, still don't really think it's totally real. But for all of his other flaws, he would usually uh, deliver on stuff that he set up seasons before. He would spin out plot threads and then come circle back around like months and months and months later and seasons later and pick them back up and incorporate them back into the story. And I never felt like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I, always, I didn't always agree with what he was doing, but I always felt like he knew what he was doing. And it's one of the reasons why, for the most part, I was actually down with All Out War. I thought that he, you know, he, he knew what he was doing through it. He knew what he wanted it to be, and it was the thing he wanted it to be. And I respected that, even if I didn't totally like what it was. I, I completely respected that. And that is gone now. And I don't know how much of that has to do with Angela Kang. I feel like... I mean, my impression is that he and and Angela worked very closely together regarding how season nine went. So maybe he's, I don't know how much he is to blame for season nine. Maybe a lot. I don't know. But what I do know is that the Kang, this beginning of the Kang era is when everything started going really wrong for me. And I think for the show. And uh, that says some stuff I'm not comfortable with regarding Angela Kang. She's such a good writer episodically. It frustrates me that she seems like she's not a very good showrunner. But yeah. So there's that. Alright, now let's let's get a little bit into the nitty-gritty of the story. Uh, let's stop talking quite so much about the structure and start talking about the story. And this is where we start getting into stuff that I think is again, you know, it's it's a little bit more It's a little more in in the fuzzy part of the Venn diagram between, uh, you know, stuff that's really genuinely bad and stuff that I just don't like. Some of this stuff, I think you could make a case for it not being as terrible as I, I find it. Some of it is really pet peeves of mine, so while I think that objectively it's not good, it may not be as bad as I think it is. So again, caveat as far as that goes. My personal feelings are my personal feelings and you don't have to share my personal feelings. I'm not going to like break through your wall like the Kool-Aid man and demand that you feel the way I feel. That would be uh, wrong and weird and also illegal, I think. So the the first thing I I, want to talk about regarding this is the ships. I just, I feel like they've kind of, I feel like things have kind of slipped almost into feeling like a bad soap opera. You know what I'm saying? It's, this is a little harder for me to pin down. And there's always been an element of this show that was really soap opera-y. But they, they never felt to me like they were really throwing people together in relationships just for the drama creation of it and just for the hell of it. And I feel like that now. I feel like they're just, they're, they're tossing people together and just like, or, or ripping people apart in some cases, Carol and Ezekiel looking in your direction, and they're doing it just for drama. And they're not really doing it because the characters, because of the characters. And like, there's also the weird love triangle thing that's happening between Rosita and Sadiq and Eugene. Is it a love triangle? I'm so confused now. Is Rosita with Gabriel? I think... God, I can't even... Yeah, I can't even keep it straight anymore. But there's there's a whole weird situation going on with that that kind of came out of nowhere to begin with. And, and now it's just... It's all weird. And it, it feels kind of forced. And some of it just wasn't explained. Because a lot of it was hand-waved. And, and it felt like they threw that in just to have a thing to write about regarding that. And it didn't really make any sense to me regarding how the characters work. And this isn't just ships, this is also just, like, people dying and, and and stuff. It feels like they are doing stuff for the sake of drama now. And it is one of the... This actually involves me jumping ahead in my notes a bit, but it it kind of... To introduce this, and I will, I'll go back into this and some of the things I'm going to cover next, it makes me feel like, kind of what I just talked about... Uh, regarding the loss of the center, I feel like this show doesn't really know what it wants to be anymore. And it kind of never did. Like there was always kind of this tension between the the comics and what Gimple kind of wanted the show to be. Like the comics are just this like orgy of bullshit, uh, vaguely racist, sexist bullshit. And then Gimple wanted to tell a story that was about life and hope and art in the midst of horrible devastation, which I am down with. Like, I am here for that story. It was one of the reasons why I actually liked a lot of the shit that Gimple was doing. Like, I... Even when he was doing it clumsily, I was like, I, you know, yeah, man, like, I'm here for what you're doing. I, you know, how, what do you want this to be. I, I want you to succeed. I don't think you're fully nailing the landing, but, um, yeah, I want... I, 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 I'm here for what you're trying to make this, uh, this show into, and that was always in tension with what the comics were. And now I feel like that's kind of gone. And, and that, you know what, you know what, that I think is part of the lost center. It's not about that anymore. It was about that. It was, it was about that up until all out war. And then all out war was maintaining your sense of self in the midst of war, which is an overwhelmingly negative and horribly violent in all respects force. And, you know, maintaining your sense of self while it's going on, and then figuring out how you're going to live with the people who are left afterward, if you're not going to kill them all, which you kind of shouldn't. And that was an interesting story. But then that story ended poorly, I think. And then what came after was like, I don't even know what the show's trying to do now. I don't really know what's, what is the, what kind of story is this? And I genuinely don't know what kind of... Like, if you asked me to lay down, okay, what is the thematic center of this story? What is this show trying to be? I literally could not tell you anymore. And not not all of that is me not having seen the last third of season nine. I couldn't... From what I saw in season nine, I couldn't fucking... For the life of me, I couldn't tell you. I just don't know. And that, that is a problem and it's a problem just more in terms of genre because it's like this show kind of wants to be this character heavy drama, but it also wants to be this ridiculous monster story and it also wants to be like a zombie apocalypse thing, which is slightly different. Like you've got, you've got the zombies, which you shouldn't have anymore, by the way, I'll get to that in a second. You've got the walkers, you've got the big bad, which you also really shouldn't be having at this point and it's so played out. This isn't Buffy the Vampire Slayer, guys. Come on. And then you have this character-heavy, like you know, like Grey's Anatomy and The Apocalypse thing, which is it's fine if you want to do that, but then you got to commit to that. So it's like the show is being torn in these three different directions, maybe even more than three. God, I don't even know. The show is being torn in all these different directions, and it and because it won't commit to any one of them, it's doing all of them badly. You know? It it's just it can't it can't. Can't do all of them at once. It's kind of trying to do all of them at once. Doesn't really know how much emphasis to put on each one. Kind of flailing a little bit. It's got all these plot problems that it created for itself with the time jump, so it's got that going on. It lost its kind of emotional and thematic core, so it no longer has that grounding. And then now it doesn't even know what kind of show it wants to be, genre wise. So it's failing on that front also. And the whole thing's just a big fucking mess. Like, I don't know what this show is now. I don't know how to categorize it. That's a problem. And and, and, and I'm, I'm a, as a writer, I'm a big believer in the idea that genre is a cage. And it's just, it's something that uh, publishers and media companies do for the sake of marketing, which is, you know, you artificially shove this thing that's pretty complicated into these tiny little boxes in order to sell it. And it's bullshit. So I'm not saying that. But I am saying that every... A, a character-heavy Grey's Anatomy in the zombie apocalypse is not the same thing as a kind of a Mad Max type zombie apocalypse story. Those are, those are both zombie apocalypse stories, but they're different kinds of stories. And a story where you have like a new big bad every uh, every season or so is that that is in some ways also kind of a subtly different story. Although you can incorporate that element into the other two stories, but in terms of form and 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 everything like they're different. They work differently. And they don't work together super well. You could maybe, if you're an incredibly skilled writer and really committed to making it work, you could maybe make it work. But I don't even know that the writers understand what the problem is. That is also a big issue for me. I I, I really, I feel like if I sat the writers down and gave them this rambling talk that I'm giving to you, they wouldn't know a lot of it. That sounds incredibly conceited. I'm sorry. But the point is, I feel like they don't know what the problem is. I, I, I worry that they don't know that there's a problem. And, and some of that may be that in order to keep moving, like I said, and kind of just get past the mistakes they're making and not think too much about them because the second they start thinking too much about the mistakes, everything falls apart. There's really not a whole lot of self-reflection. And because there's not a whole lot of self-reflection, then, then they never really dig into the problem with the story. And if you don't know what the problem with the story is and you won't look directly at the problem because looking directly at the problem freaks you out too much, then you can't fix the problem going forward. You just can't do it. So that's, that is another problem that I think they have created for themselves by... Yeah. 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 And one of the things that this really calls attention to, again, is... You know, kind of the gestures broadly in the direction of deep character development, but the utter lack of willingness to commit to deep character development and the fact that the pacing is weird and it's so stuttery and it's kind of jumping ahead and then stopping and crawling and then jumping way ahead and then stopping and then crawling and kind of zooming around in ways that are where you don't really know how much time's passed and they don't really tell you and just kind of kind of have to draw inferences and because they're not real good at indicating from conversations and stuff how much time's passed it's just a wild guess you could be completely wrong people's hair is changing and that's supposed to be a cue but not really so such a good cue all the time because wigs aren't necessarily carefully marked by month so you know you know what i'm saying it's all of that's going on and then, because they won't commit to the character development, the everything's super thin. And the thin backstory, again, means that everything is poorly justified, and then it means that there is no character development to add to the justification. And it's, it's just, I know I am rambling now. Uh, I, I've been rambling for the last hour, but it's... I have a lot of feelings, and all of this stuff is tied together. So it's all—it's kind of hard to keep it straight and I, and linear. And I keep jumping around, and all of it comes back to the time jump. Fucking all of it comes back to the time jump. But the the show is at its strongest, I think, when it does commit to the character development, when it slows down, when it spends times with time with characters, uh, a, a, a whole episode ideally, and maybe only only two, one or two, maximum three. And just focuses on those characters. That is when it's at its strongest, because that is when it is forced to focus. And when it doesn't do that and it tries to be this fast-paced zombie thing, then action zombie thing, action horror, zombie thing. This, show, by the way, this, as a horror writer, this show is not horror. It's just not. I'm sorry. It's not. It's got a horror packaging, but it's not horror at all. And But it's trying to move at the pace that horror does, which is doesn't really work super good either if it's trying to be kind of a character-heavy drama. So the character development just kind of is, isn't there. And that's a problem. And then, and this is the next thing on my list, there are too many characters. Not only are the mains, original mains gone, which means that the, the center is kind of not holding, but all of these other characters the show wants us to care about them and i did care about some of them they killed a number of them at the end of the season but uh i i did you know it's it's not that i didn't like the characters i was there for the characters but if you want to move these side characters to the fore then you have to really dig into them as characters you have to introduce them to me as main characters you have to kind of dig into their psyche so really let me spend some time with them, get to know who they are, get to value them in a way that I didn't when they were kind of secondary and tertiary characters. You have to sell it. You have to sell it. They didn't sell it. They just shoved these characters in the middle of the stage and were like, okay, these are your main characters now. And and I was like, what? Oh, wait, I, but I just, okay. But Rick was just here. Okay. All right, I guess. Yeah, so so they're again, it's a case where they're just not, selling it they're just not selling it and it's yeah there's too there's too many and the the thing about there being too many characters though is that when this show kills off characters anymore it it, i actually think that the show used to do deaths pretty well but now honestly it just feels like they're sort of randomly killing people almost like the i've read i know who died on this on i know who got the pikes and i i just i read the list and i was like what like some of them I understood why they were there, but then some of them, like... I, I, Enid, Really? Why? Henry? Just to hurt Carol. Why was Henry there? They actually, you know, set Henry up as, as a character for us to like, and then they just killed him because, I don't know, cause, cause, because what we do with characters, uh, what we do with Carol's character uh, is we just hurt her with children you know, that's just what, that's just what we do now. And it seems like that's what we're going to do this season too. And that's another instance of like complete bullshit that this show's doing on a deeper, like on a a more specific level that's shitty. But as far as I can tell, that's why they killed Henry. I hurt Carol. So that's fine. Uh, Killed Enid because reasons. Uh, Killed Tara because we can't have any gay people survive. And then we killed some other people because I don't know, just killed them. I didn't even know some of their names. You know, that's fine. Like, I'm fine with you killing red shirts, but I I don't know. It was just a weird list. It was a weird list. I didn't really understand why some of those people died. And it's just, it just feels like it's kind of continuing to go in that direction. Everything is sloppy. And because everything is sloppy, the deaths are sloppy. And the people who are chosen to survive, that feels kind of sloppy, Although I'm glad when people, I'm always glad when people don't die. But then when people don't die, the, the cast is still too big. So they've really created another untenable problem for themselves regarding this. That was a problem before the time jump. For the last few seasons, the cast has been too large. Since season four, the cast has just been completely unwieldy. Season four and the, and the first half of season five, which I actually maintain, except for Coda, is a pretty decent season. Like I, I think the first half of season five is really solid. It just ends horribly. <laughs> but it's it's been a consistent problem. The size of the cast and they keep throwing new people at us, and demanding that we like them. And it's like, well, I wanna, but you sort of have to make me have to make me do it. Like I'm I'm already wanting to be here, but you do kind of have to make me like them and. I don't know, they kind of did that with, you know, Magnus Group, but, uh, yeah. Eh, yeah, it's just, the cast is a problem. The cast is a persistent problem. The cast was a problem before the time jump. The cast is a problem now. I expect the cast size to be a problem right up until the moment that the show, mercifully, thank God, ends. Whenever that ends up being. Probably like season 20 at this rate. So, yes. Okay, um, I want to talk about Negan this is i I need to i need to devote some time to negan how long how long have i been talking (laughs) how long have i been talking oh god okay we're almost at the hour mark it's gonna get slightly shorter as i cut things but yeah let me have some iced tea and then we'll talk about negan because negan is one of the biggest problems and negan is actually not related to the time jump very directly so negan yeah As I said, Negan should have, I think Negan should have died at the end of season eight. I think that would have been a more interesting decision. What I think should have happened, and I think I've said this before, is Rick should have been like, no, I'm going to spare him because Carl, I, I don't know, I still don't understand that, but like Carl, and then Daryl should have been, fuck you, and just shot him in the chest. Daryl should have just fucking killed him. And then that would have set up this amazing tension in season nine between Rick and Daryl. Which would have required them not to not to jump any time. They would have had to just dive right in at, from where the beat from where the very end of season eight ended uh, stopped. They should have just they they would have had to just dive right into the story and continue it from where they left off. But imagine how interesting that tension between Rick and Daryl would have been, and how much it might have split Team Family more than they were already split. I mean, it kind of split it split Maggie off from Rick because Rick wanted to keep Negan alive you know, that created a big rift, but imagine being in a situation where Daryl does this thing that is the biggest slap in the face to Rick ever, and Rick is livid, Rick feels like Daryl has betrayed Carl's memory, Rick is just furious, Rick doesn't have, Rick kind of withdraws, doesn't really know how to handle life after that, wants to have peace with the the saviors, but doesn't like, everything's disrupted now. His hope, his, his, the center of his hope for peace is gone. Everything is just kind of broken apart. Daryl is separated from Rick in a way that is going to be incredibly hard to fix. And this is his bestest best friend ever, except for Carol. What happens at that point? And, and team family kind of has to pick sides now. Like, who's going to go with Rick and who's going to choose Daryl's side? Because these guys are at odds now. And then how does that proceed going? The, the conflict between Rick and Daryl is then the center of the recovery from the war. That the recovery from the war happens around them, but that, that new kind of cold war is the center of what happens in season nine. That's what they should have done. Can you imagine how fucking great that season would have been? Like, just, just sit for a minute and imagine what season nine would have been without Negan, with no time jump, with a huge rift between Rick and Daryl that they've got to find some way to repair, and with everything in, in total disarray. That would have been spick fucking tacular And they didn't do it. And it is an enormous missed opportunity. <laughs> like, I, that, that, is, that was me getting really personal about what I wanted. Maybe you didn't want that. But I think that would have been better. And I think that would have been great. And they set, they almost set it up. Like, they set themselves up to do it. And then they were like, nope, nope. We're not going to do the thing that we set up, the cool thing. And that's something the show has done for a long time also. That, that, that is a problem the show has consistently had. Going to set up a great thing. Oh, no, we're not going to do it. We're going to set up this ship. It's amazing. Nope, we're not going to do it. Going to set up this, like, amazing, cool, fake death that, oh, you know, oh, it turns out it's not dead and, 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 oh, surprise, and one of the most surprising things the show's ever done because people die and don't live on the show, but this person lived. Hey, person you never expected to live. Isn't this cool? Nope, not going to do it. Yeah. This, that, that is a thing that the show... That's on, that's on brand for this show. But that would have been spectacular. Nope. Instead, Negan gets to live. And I'm really mad about that. And I'm mad about that because I hate Negan. And I'm mad about that because it now seems like... Uh, they're, they're, it seems like they're going into a redemption arc with Negan. They are now painting him as a, as a sympathetic character. They haven't earned that. If they had covered the time that they skipped... I would have been like, you know what? I don't like Negan. I don't want to like Negan. But I'll come along on this making me like Negan journey and convince me. You know what show? I'm open to being convinced. Convince me. And the show could have, over the course of all of that time, maybe convinced me that Negan could be redeemed. And they didn't do that. They just were like, Negan is good now. Sort of. So am I good? He's friends with fan service Judith. So that's a thing. And, uh, fa- and and my hatred for fanservice Judith is kind of tied in with my hatred for Negan because those two are kind of in, those two are kind of the center of his redemption plot. But they gave him a re- they're giving him a redemption plot. I think they didn't kill him, which they should have done. And then they're giving him a redemption plot. The most cartoonish, one-dimensional character, by the way, that they like the the most cartoonish villain. Like Al- I think Alpha is pretty much fucking cartoon, and Alpha is less cartoonish than Negan. Negan is. A, Negan is a cardboard cardboard cutout of a character. And they kind of threw some, I don't know, they threw some paper mache at him and then were like, he's three-dimensional now. And I was like, but there's just bumps. There's just little lumps on him. It's not three-dimensional, it's a lumpy thing. And they were like, no, he's deep. Look at him, he's such a deep character. He had a dead wife and he's sad. He cried one time. Wasn't that, wasn't that, wasn't that moving? I was, well, eh, I, you know, not really. But now, you know, we're just supposed to, to like Negan, I guess. And, and that's bad. I think that's bad because it's bad writing because they haven't fucking earned it. And it is also bad because to me it is just... I'm going to get political for a second and I'm sorry. It's so offensive to me on a political level. Negan was a rapist. Negan was a serial rapist. He was. And I think the show knew it. I don't think the show was under any any illusions about the fact that he was raping women uh, constantly. And, you know, I'm sorry, they didn't, like, consent. Coercion makes consent impossible. If you say yes, and that yes is coerced, it's coercion, and it's rape. Sorry, but it is. And they gave Negan this harem of women, which he was raping on the regular, and uh, we're just kind of pretending that didn't happen. And he smashed Glenn's head in, in the most gruesome, horrible way. And he beat Abe's head to a fucking pulp. And he tortured Daryl. Tortured him in front of Rick. By the way, that's one reason why Rick should never have wanted to let him live. And that's one reason why Daryl should absolutely have fucking killed him. And also because Daryl would have, you know, wanted to defend Maggie. And God, that would have been such a great scene. Anyway, he... He's done all this horrible shit. And... You, if you set him up as this horrible, monstrous person, you have to give me a reason why he can be redeemed. And if what he has done is sexual assault, I don't know. I kind of think maybe you shouldn't do that. Not right now. Not right now. We have a rapist in the White House. We have a rapist on the, really two. I mean, we have a rapist on the Supreme Court. We have a guy who committed uh, sex, really bad sexual harassment on the Supreme Court. That's just the ones we know about. And a lot of us in the country are feeling kind of traumatized by that. Like, I've, I've never been, I have never, so far, never been raped or sexually assaulted in a way that I would really consider violent sexual assault. I've never been raped and not really sexually assaulted. And because of that, I don't, I don't have the trauma that a lot of other people do regarding what's happening politically right now. But I still feel fucking traumatized by it just because it's so terrible. I mean, I feel traumatized by it because I think a lot of us just feel traumatized after the last three years, but I feel like the story that they're telling is a slap in the face of that trauma. It's like this guy who is fucking terrible, who is basically the zombie apocalypse version of Donald fucking Trump in a lot of respects. You are going to make this guy somebody that I am supposed to feel sympathy for, not earn it, not spend any time on convincing me. You're just going to be like, Negan is good now in 2019 and just expect me to buy it and not be bothered with it. I'm so bothered and offended by it on the deepest possible level because not only do I think it's bad writing, but it makes me feel like the story doesn't respect me. It makes me feel like the writers do not respect me. I think that uh, a number of people in our fandom felt like that after they, you know, apparently killed off Beth because, you know, Beth Beth was a suicide survivor. And to just kill her like that, especially after really hammering home Almost immediately before that she had survived a suicide attempt. For, for those of us in the fandom who you know had had you know survived suicide attempts or had had suicidal ideation or really serious depression, that, that hurt, that hurt on a deep level. Like people very fairly, I think, felt like this story did not respect them at that point. I feel like the story doesn't respect me because of Megan. Uh, I, I feel like it's, it's just it's not just the bad writing, it's wrong. I feel like it's wrong. And I feel like the writers don't know that it's wrong now. They, they they made me feel like they knew that it was wrong with how they wrote The Wives, which I loved. I felt like it was vaguely Mad Maxi, which I was very much there for. And then, yeah, it's it's disgusting. I'm sorry, it's fucking disgusting. I hate it. And my disgust and my anger over Negan will probably, like, that's one of the things where it's like, even if the rest of the show goes more in a direction that i think is less less of a problem i just don't know if i can keep watching because negan is a problem that i don't think i can get past and if they continue to try to rehabilitate him which i think they're probably going to keep doing um even if even if he still is kind of a bit of a foil sort of a an anti-hero if nothing else character um they're 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 clearly making him more sympathetic And I just, just, and the fact that Judith is friends with him, Judith, I mean, does she not know? Have they not told him, told her what he has done? Is she, is she, because I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm, I believe in forgiveness, but I also believe that forgiveness is not an excuse. Forgiveness is not letting somebody off the hook. If you've done something shitty, you've done something shitty. And forgiveness is about not letting your own anger, consume you almost it's 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 about saying where i'm concerned we're even but you still did some shit it's not okay and you still have to take the consequences for it and i feel like that has not happened with negan she forgiveness is an excuse on this show for him and like judith like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of speechless. You know, earlier my anger was making me verbose. And now I, I just, I don't really know what to say about Negan. I'm, I'm so furious. And I think it's so gross. And that's, that is, of all of the problems I have here, that's probably the most personal one. That's the one that's most on the my personal issues and, and not so much on the, I think this is an objective story problem. And at the same time, I think that it's bad writing because I think that it's really, uh, I think it's really tone deaf and offensive writing. And I think that I can pack that up with science. Like, I just think that that's true. I know Negan has his fans for reasons best known to, to God, but yeah, I, just, I think it's bad. And I think it's, it's a kind of badness that I just don't see myself getting past. And that makes me very sad. And yeah. And again, fanservice Judith's involvement in it just makes it worse. Because fanservice Judith, fanservice Judith, say that 20 times fast, exists. And that in itself is a problem. So yeah, this, this, kind, of, this kind of brings me back around to where I was before. when At the very beginning of this when I said I think that the show is broken. And I just don't really see any, any way to fix it. I don't. Um, they could fix the Negan problem, sort of. I mean, if they just okay, if they just killed him, you know, that wouldn't really fix the fact that they apparently wanted me to sympathize with him for a hot minute. But he would be dead, and we could move on. Our long national nightmare would be over. But they can't really fix the time jump problems. They can't fix the the lack of a, a center, really. I mean, I mean, they, they could maybe try to um, work around it some. They could maybe try to institute a new center by changing how they tell the story. But I, I just, I don't, I don't think they can really repair that part. And and they are, because they have created so much sloppiness around them, they're now being sloppy about the story. And I don't see that stopping either. And the time jump happened. And you can't make it unhappen. And you can't retcon it. And it's too late to go back and fill in the enormous abyssal hole that it created in, in the narrative. And you can't bring back the characters that you've, I mean, Lauren Cohen, I suppose, could come Back. I don't know. I haven't been following spoilers. I don't know if she's supposed to come back for any of the episodes this season. I don't really know. I kind of don't care. But everything else is just fucked. Yeah. And the final thing that I think makes me not really want to watch anymore, kind of at this point, is it's not just feeling like the story's broken, it's not just feeling like. Uh, it's, not, it's not just being personally offended by that brokenness. And it's not just being personally offended by Negan. I don't trust these writers now. And I didn't feel like that before, believe it or not. Not even after Beth. Um, Beth was a blow. Beth made me mad. And uh, I consider that how they did that uh, an inexcusable mistake. But afterward, I did not feel like I couldn't trust the writers anymore. Because writers fuck up, you know? They do. It sucks. It doesn't mean that when their fuck-ups ought to be excused. But they fuck up. And just because they do it once or twice or three times, you know... In a, in, a, in a show this big and long and sprawling, there's going to be fuck-ups. And it doesn't mean that the writers aren't trustworthy. It doesn't mean that you can't be like, you know what? You're probably going to fuck up. You fucked up before. You're probably going to fuck up again. But it's like a friend. You know, friends fuck up. And you kind of know that that's probably going to happen again. But at the same time, you kind of, you know, this person's your friend. You're going to trust them. They're not perfect, but we all have to trust each other sometime. And I kind of felt like that about the story. Like, it It wasn't perfect. It messed up. I knew that was going to happen again, but I did trust the writers for the most part, and I don't trust them anymore because I don't feel like they know what they're doing. And if I don't trust a writer, why would I continue to follow the story? Why would you? Why would you keep being friends with somebody you don't trust? Why would you want to have a, a, an intimate relationship with somebody you don't trust? You can't at that point. You have to leave, and that's where I'm at with the show. I don't trust it now, and. I mean, I'm 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 saying that and I'm coming to this conclusion because it's you know it's really it's not even just that I don't really want to watch the show anymore it's that my own feelings have put me in a position where I can't watch the show anymore I can't it's just not an option that is available to me so yeah it's um that's where we're at I I don't I think it's broken I don't really think it's fixable and I kind of don't really want to be there with it anymore now, I'm still going to be paying attention with what goes on with season 10. I, I, at this point, I plan to at least sort of be peripherally aware of what's happening because I kind of still care. This this show, we were talking about this some on the Discord earlier today, and we've talked about it before, that the show, I mean, it almost feels like a spinoff. You know, this this kind of goes back to what I said about it not really having a center anymore. It feels like something said in the same universe, but it doesn't really feel like this doesn't feel like it's the show any, anymore. It feels like it's something different. And I don't really like what it is. And I don't think what it is is very good. But it, uh, it, the badness is uh, located to some res- in, in some respects in the fact that it is still trying to... It's making a claim on being the show when I don't really feel like it can back that claim up. But it also just, it, it doesn't even just feel like a spinoff to me. It feels like, you know, no disrespect to fan fiction. It's, I think it's a completely legit genre in and of itself. It's sort of half won a Hugo this past summer, which, you know, congrats to AO3. Very well deserved. Now we're all Hugo winning writers. That's pretty cool. Um, but just like there's bad non-transformative fiction, there's some shitty fan fiction out there. And shitty fan fiction is fan fiction of a, is fiction, shitty fiction of a particular kind. Shitty fan fiction is its own kind of shitty. It's not the same thing as shitty fiction. They're both bad equally, but one is bad differently. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the show right now is, like, mediocre to shitty fan fiction. Because it's sort of recognizable. But it's not the thing. And it's not, very, not being done very well. So... I kind of, you know what, I kind of want to put it down and go read something else. (laughs) There's all this other thing, there's all this other fic I could read, kind of want to go read the better stuff, Not, not this, whatever this thing is. So yeah, it just, it, it doesn't even feel like the show now. It's really sad. I'm very sad about it. And as I, as I'm, you know, continuing to go through my rewatch, hopefully, and also, you know, I'm continuing to write The Good Stars. I'm Gonna update it real soon, guys, I swear. It's making me sad because it's like I'm remembering the things I liked about it, that I don't like now, that aren't there anymore. It's... yeah, it's frustrating. But you know, there's other TV out there. There's other TV out there that's real good. And, uh, there's other things to be fans of and, you know, it's not the end of the world. And it's just... it's sad, though. It's sad. This thing was a big part of my life for a while and now I feel like it's not now. And you're never in a fandom forever very few people are in a fandom for more than a few years at a time, I think. There's just kind of this, there's, there's kind of this half-life for a fandom and for people's involvement in a fandom, and that's fine. That's just kind of how it is. But it is sad. It is sad to confront the fact that I'm kind of moving away from this fandom now. Not leaving, I swear to God, not leaving. But my involvement in it is not what it was, and I miss that intensity. There were some ways in which that intensity was untenable. It was getting in the way of me doing other things I needed to do. Among other things, it was getting in the way of me actually uh, trying to write books and have uh, an alleged writing career. So it's kind of good that it's not as intense as it was, but I do miss how it felt. I miss, you know, having this thing that I cared about on Sunday nights. Caring is tiring though. Maybe it's better not to care. I don't mean that. Care about things. Care about, caring about things is really important right now. We should all, we should all care very much about our things. So, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this on, on, on two things. The first thing I'm gonna end it on is that, God help me, I still think Beth is alive, or I think that she, I think she's kind of in a Schrodinger's cat position, you know? The waveform around Beth has not collapsed. She is simultaneously alive and dead. Uh, and I think that because, um, It's entirely possible that they will never bring her back and we will never see her again. I would say that's possible to even likely. That said, writing wise, just purely from, you know, from that end, if they wanted to bring her back, they could. They wouldn't have to change any element of the writing. They wouldn't have to change anything about her death. They could just bring her back. It's all there. All the groundwork is there and Grady is still there, or it was, you know, the last time we saw it, and there was no immediate sign that it was going to be destroyed, and we never found out what happened to it, which makes it pretty much unique in the whole nine-year run of the show. It's really the only situation like that, where we, you know, it, it, last time we saw it, it was still standing, people were still alive, And uh, we never found out later that it was destroyed. It's just, it's a big question mark. And when the show throws out loose ends like that, they almost always throw them out there because they want the option of bringing them back in, of tying them back in, or they intend to. And I think that what may have happened with Grady and Beth is that they threw it out there Either they threw it out there with the intention of doing it and then something went wrong and they didn't and they kind of left it in reserve in case it got to be possible or they never really intended to do anything solid with it, but they threw it out there because they were like, all right, you know, at some point we might want to bring this back into the story. So we're going to set it up in such a way that we don't have to do any crazy explaining or retconning. It's all there. Everything that needs to be there to make it make sense And we can bring it back if we want to. And that's why I say she's kind of in a Schrodinger's cat position. She's, um, you know, she could just be dead in the sense that we never see her again on the show. Uh, But if they want to bring her back, there's no reason why they can't do it. There's no reason. There's nothing there that says to me that she can't come back except she hasn't yet. And because that's the case, I can't dismiss the idea that she's not dead. You know, I, I, again, like I said, she's... Simulta- for me, she's simultaneously alive and dead right now. Uh, and and I can't decide... That used to be kind of comforting to me. That that there was no reason whatsoever that they couldn't weave that back into the story if they chose. And they could do it any time they wanted, pretty much. That used to be sort of comforting to me. And now it's frustrating. Now I almost don't want that to be the case. Because uh, I kind of don't want her to come back to this show. <laughs> I kinda don't want her to be on what it's become. Uh, I, I hate the idea of her not seeing Rick again. I hate the idea of her not seeing Maggie again. It it's just it's shitty. It's really bad. And that, if nothing else, that should be an indicator that I'm I'm not arriving at a, I think Beth is maybe alive position because I want to be there. I'm arriving at that position because I've looked at what's actually in the story and the conclusion that I have come to. God help me. I don't even really want to be at that conclusion now. The conclusion that I have come to is that there's no reason why she can't be. And that kind of bothers me now. <laughs> I kind of don't like that. But I, I have to own it. You know, if I'm, if I'm being honest with myself about what I'm seeing in the story, I have to own that there's no reason why they can't bring her back. So I haven't closed the door on that. Uh, I won't be surprised if we never see her again. But the fact remains, those of us who ha- who believed that she was still alive, we weren't wrong, guys. We really were not wrong. Some of us took it a little far. Some of us went in some slightly ridiculous directions with it. But we weren't wrong on, on the merits and we're not wrong now, those of us who, who think she might still be around. We're really not. And the people who, yeah, the, the, the people who, who, who say it's impossible to bring her back are just wrong. And it's, it's not even like, I don't want them to be right. It's that, like, I'll pull everything out of the story and be like, no, like, literally everything in the story says that you're, if you say it can't happen, you are wrong. You're just wrong. It can. Look, I'll do it right now. I will do it in front of you, and it will make sense. You might not like it. You might think it's ridiculous. More about that in a minute. But it still makes sense. And this is a show about dead people walking around. Like, it doesn't... We're already past the point of things being realistic. Just don't even fucking talk about realism. So, yeah. I don't really want to watch the show anymore. I don't like what the show is and i can't let go of the idea that that might still be alive <laughs> oh god help me and the i mean the the other thing the other thing i want to mention about why i kind of don't really want to watch anymore anymore is that the fandom has become fucking unbearable you know it's just it's just a shitty place to be and it's only getting worse i think uh as the the powers that be, AMC in particular, like I think it's mostly AMC, is exploiting ship wars for ratings, I think. I really feel like that's what they're doing. Like they've noticed that, that, that there is a lot of intense engagement with shipping and fandom, and they don't care that most of the engagement is negative and that it's toxic. They're just like, we're going to use this. And I, I used to be pretty good at sequestering myself in my own little fandom corner. And for the most part, I managed to avoid the ugliness and I never really went and tagged. So there's a lot of stuff I didn't have to see, but I'm, I'm just, I'm tired of even being very peripheral to it. I don't even really like to be in roughly the same space as it. It's just unpleasant now. So i you know, I'll hang out on the discord from time to time and I'll, you know, maybe do my podcast and write my fic and engage on that level. But I just, the fandom is terrible. It's an utter trash fire and I just don't really want to be involved with it anymore. It's not, it's not sparking joy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to Marie Kahn my my fucking emotional life. Poorly, not really succeeding, but it's not sparking joy. So it's got to go. Okay, so the, the last thing I want to do, I, I kind of opened this up to an AMA. Uh, I got one question about uh, the premiere, which I haven't seen and don't intend to see. So I can't really talk about that. Sorry. Uh, but I did get another question about sharks. Yeah, uh, from uh, Shannon, a.k.a. Natural Blue 26 And it, had, it had, to do, had to do with the sharks and the jumping of them. Uh, I, I mentioned in a conversation about jumping the shark a while back that, like, there were no sharks on this show left to jump. And, you know, the, the, the question was, okay, which specific sharks am I thinking of? And, you know, the, the, the shark, the big shark is the time jump. The, that's the big shark. And then there's all the little baby sharks. That makes them sound cute. They're not cute. They're terrible. But it's that that's the big one. But if you want to talk about like specific sharks in the way that people usually talk about jumping the shark, um, Negan, Negan still being alive is a big one because it's just there's no reason for him to be there. He's just there because he's there. Um, He's there because comics. He's there because the show won't stop adhering to the comics. And the show is at its weakest when it adheres to the comics. And it, it just, it does that for no good reason. It does that because they have to, and it's shitty, and they need to stop, but they won't stop. At some point, they're going to get to the point where the comics, comics themselves stop, and kind of wonder what that's, are they going to pull a Game of Thrones, or are they going to, um, going to stop there, too? I, I don't know. I don't know. Aren't they kind of close now? Aren't they sort of close to the end of it? That's interesting. I never, actually, have not really thought about that in a hard way before. All right, but yeah, Negan, Negan is one of the, Negan is a shark. Negan is a shark. Judith is a shark. I don't think it's a, an accident that these two things are related. Fan service Judith actually might be the biggest shark of all. When it When it cuts to her with the hat and the sword and the gun, which, by the way, is a fucking cannon and should have knocked her backward and maybe broken her arm, dislocated her shoulder at least. There's no way a girl her size should have been able to fire that fucking gun. But it was like, you are just fucking pandering now there is no reason for you to do this other than to nakedly shamelessly pander and i hate it i hate it because pandering is another form of disrespect sometimes some kinds of fan service i'm like this is pandering and disrespectful and i don't fucking care because i love it because it's catnip what in some i can't think of an example but there have been some some situations where something is pandered to me and i've just been like i'm here to be pandered to just shove it in my eyes but uh, I was not here for this because I, I was really stupid. And also I felt like it was like, a okay, Rick's gone. But look, 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 isn't this good too? Isn't this better? And I was like, no, it's not actually. So yeah, Judith, Judith is probably the biggest shark. Uh, next to the time jump. Judith is huge. Judith is like, Judith's fucking jaws. Judith fucking jaws and surging up from the ocean to swallow the naked swimmer that is me. Wow, that's a weird image. Let's move on from that. Um, the the whisperers are uh, another one, and the Whisperers, it's it's almost what the whisperers, what the whisperers sorry represent. I, I mentioned a big bad, and this show has followed that pattern for a while. There's always a big bad, and that can work in the short run, but nine years in, it's starting to be repetitive. They seem to have shaken the whole thing where they their home ends up getting blown down and over uh, blown up and overrun and burned down and they have to leave and go someplace else. I'm actually kind of glad they got away from that because that was getting repetitive. But we're still in the situation where they always have to have a big bad. And I don't know. I just I don't think the whispers are that interesting personally. I just, I don't, I don't. um, honestly, I, I wish they had done something with the wolves because I thought the wolves were really cool and, and built up so much. And then they were like killed off at the beginning of the next season. And it was, it was, you know, it was like Terminus 2.0. It was like, we're going to build these things up and it's so cool and so rad and so important and going to be in all of our promo. And, and then, uh, then they're gone. It's pretty much gone. Not that important, actually, in in the end. And uh, yeah, and and so so the whole big bad thing is it's just stupid at this point. And the whisperers were a stupid uh, Kirkman idea. They were a stupid Kirkman notion. I suppose they could have been written in a cool way, but they weren't really, as far as I could discern. And uh, yeah, just it just it I'm bored. I'm bored. That's so boring. Oh God. Yeah. And it's, 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 I wish they would do something else. Oh, and I didn't mention this. This was actually in my main notes, but this is something that is fairly important actually. And I think that it maybe be, it maybe is the final shark, the walkers. We shouldn't have any walkers anymore. They just shouldn't be there. The, the show up until the time jump was actually quite consistent about the decay pace of the walkers. They started out pretty fresh at the beginning of, of the, of the uh, fall of civilization. And then, you know, by, by uh, the end of season eight, they were in bad shape. They were still moving around and, and killing people, but they were, um, they're basically like, you know, skeletons with patchy shreds of muscle and, and, and skin and shit on them. They were, they were really de- badly decayed corpses. Five years in, there shouldn't be any anymore. There should be little groaning piles of bones, if nothing else. And that, if they had held true to that, and, and, and like, okay, you know what? On The Walking Dead, there really aren't that many more walkers anymore. But we still have the problem of what happens when people die, which is in itself existentially terrifying. That is much scarier to me than the walkers. It's it's what happens when people die. And what are you forced to do for them when they die? That's fucking terrifying and horrifying and, and really effective emotionally and psychologically. Uh, but they shouldn't have any walkers anymore. There shouldn't be any walkers. And I think that it would be it would have been much more interesting and much more consistent if they had decided to get rid of them. If they were going to skip ahead five years. It's another example of a thing where the show was very consistent up until season nine. And then it just gave up on consistency. It just stopped giving a shit. And that was, another, that's, I mean, that's sloppy. It's just sloppy. And you know what? If you didn't want to create that problem for yourself, if you wanted to keep having walkers on your walker show, you shouldn't have jumped ahead five years. Because look what you did to yourself. Look what you did to your show. You did that. Nobody made you do that. You decided to do that, writers. just ugh, it's inexcusable. Huh. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's my that's my gigantic rambling ranty. Here's why I'm really fed up with this show episode. If you listen to all of that, I'm 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 very impressed. Thank you though, uh, cause yeah, uh, I this I I feel somewhat cleansed. Um, I feel a little bit catharted. <laughs> But I don't think I'm gonna be less mad. Uh, I, I, I just yeah I don't I think I'm gonna be angry about this till the day I die to be honest with you. But here we are, you know, here here we are, and there's just not a whole lot to be done about it. If you still enjoy the show, God bless you. I don't think you should feel bad about enjoying a show that I think has objectively gone down the shitter. I it's 2019, the world is kind of terrible. Ice caps are melting and we're probably all going to die. So we are all going to die. We are all going to die. And someday the universe will be dark and cold and silent. So the point is, uh, enjoy what you can. You know, whatever you enjoy, enjoy it. I don't really care what it is. I just think people should find happiness and joy wherever they can. People should just enjoy life in whatever way they can. And for right, us not hurting anybody else. And yeah, so you know what? Good for you. If you're still having fun with this show, good for you. Keep doing that. I, sadly, will not be there with you, though. All right, I'm done. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm done an hour and a half or whatever it is, and I'm done complaining about this. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, I don't know when I'll be able to do another episode of this. The next episode I do will probably be another Rambling Dead episode. Uh, I still really want to finish uh, Safe Up Here With You and Burn so much so much I want to finish that, uh, and, and I don't, I think I can finish both of them in, in, two more episodes, one for each, but I'm, I'm, I've got a lot going on, and I don't really know when things are going to calm down. They might never, so, but I, I do still intend to do that. Hopefully it won't be too long before I get the next one up. So yeah, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for everything. Thanks for everything. Y'all are fantastic. Uh, if you have any comments or suggestions or anything you'd like me to do with this, I'd love to hear from you. And yeah, take care of yourselves, take care of people, take care of whatever you can take care of, because God knows we're not going to get through this mess without each other. (laughs) And I'll hopefully talk to you soon. Bye.